This is the podcast for the journal Genetics and Medicine, published by Springer Nature. It's the official journal of the American College of Medical Genetics and Genomics. I'm Cynthia Graber. We invite you to join us in commemorating the third annual Medical Genetics Awareness Week, April 13th through 16th, celebrating the contributions of the entire medical genetics team to patient care and public health. For resources and tips on how you can celebrate Medical Genetics Awareness Week, please visit our webpages at www.acmg.net slash medicalgeneticsawareness. Today, genomic medicine does not reach all communities equally. There are documented disparities in access, utilization, and diagnosis. And while there's thought to be a disparity in genetic knowledge, there is still a lack of research on diverse communities, particularly in the settings where they receive care, that is, not in an academic medical center or university hospital. Richard Sharp is the director of the Biomedical Ethics Program at the Mayo Clinic. We do have some information about how members of various minority communities feel about genetics. And the data that's been available historically all points in the direction of suggesting that there's going to be substantial hesitance among patients in uh, taking up new forms of genetic testing. And that hesitance is rooted in historical worries about the misuse of medical information, concerns about whether patients may have the ability to act on the information that's generated, and that the studies that have been done previously all point in the direction of suggesting that Uh, many uh, minority communities, especially those that have suffered the kinds of discrimination that many minority communities have encountered, are going to be skeptical about the promise of genomic medicine. A recent study in the journal Genetics and Medicine is the first coming out of a partnership between the Mayo Clinic in Minnesota and a federally qualified healthcare center in Phoenix, Arizona, called the Mountain Park Health Center, as part of a national genetic medicine research collaborative called Emerge. Valentina Hernandez is the director of Integrated Nutrition Services and Collaborative Research for Mountain Park Health Center. What we know is that people who live in communities that are majority minority, so in vulnerable communities, don't really have a lot of access to genomic medicine. Providers who work in these settings and community clinics like ours don't have a lot of experience in genomic medicine, and it's not a tool that has been used regularly. That's one of the reasons why we wanted to participate is uh, because these communities are disease burdened. They have higher rates of heart disease, cancer, almost anything that you can name. And so we want to be able to offer more tools to the providers who are in these communities. As part of the partnership, 500 people at Mountain Park agreed to participate in the study, at which point they received a survey of about 100 items, which examined their expectations, concerns, and understanding of genetic medicine. They received a genetic test, were provided the results of that test, and then completed a second survey. About 2,500 patients at the Mayo Clinic had the same experience. This particular paper focused on the results of the first survey from both groups before the genetic test was administered. And what that did is it allowed us to match those patients at Mayo Clinic with patients who received care at Mountain Park with regard to a variety of different demographic features. So we could match them based upon age, for example. And so it allowed us to do a much more apples-to-apples comparison of the opinions of those patients across the two sites, which really lets us begin to then isolate the role that uh, ethnicity and or patient care setting might be playing in terms of attitudes and beliefs about genetic testing. Once they had the appropriate comparison, they compared the results of the pretest survey. The most interesting findings here might be broken down into three or four different uh, bins. The first is that in both of the populations that we looked at, 
we saw that there was tremendous optimism about the value of genomic screening. With regard to the, the Mountain Park group, we saw that, in fact, they had less hesitancy about pursuing genomic screening. In other words, there wasn't as much decisional ambivalence or fewer questions that people felt that they needed to answer before making a decision. They felt it was the right choice for them. And so in terms of reservations about pursuing uh, genomic testing, quite counterintuitively, uh, we actually found that patients at Mountain Park were less hesitant to participate than patients at the Mayo Clinic. There was another noticeable difference. The patients at Mountain Park had more extreme views about genetic testing, both positive and negative, than those at the Mayo Clinic. They were more concerned, for example, about the possibility that genomic data might be misused by employers and used in ways that could be discriminatory. But they were also more optimistic about the value of genomic screening as a tool for improving health. And so that more polarized uh, perspective on uh, genetic testing was more common among Mountain Park patients than it was among Mayo Clinic patients. In part, that's because of incomplete understanding of the potential of testing. The Mountain Park patients appeared to believe that genetic testing could be even more useful for preventing and treating disease than the current state of genetic medicine, which is connected to another difference between the two populations. Those at the Mayo Clinic had a higher overall familiarity with genomics and genetic testing and a higher baseline understanding of the science. I think health literacy is a big challenge for us, and I think that The first time that you're approached to participate in research is this very complicated research. And so, you know, you might not fully grasp it, but you trust your healthcare provider and you trust the institution and, you know, you're willing to participate because of that. It's kind of an exciting opportunity for our community. And I think it's going to set us up well for our next endeavor into this because we are trying to take a more more proactive approach, which is like, you know, making sure people understand more um, as far as what does this science, what can it do, what is the limitation. Richard Sharp says there are some limitations to the study. Probably the biggest one that jumps out to me is the fact that the study was situated in a single healthcare system in a single city and with a single community of Latino patients. And as we know, there's there's so much diversity in the Latino community nationally that uh, it's a major limitation of the study that we weren't able to recruit patients across different sites and who come from uh, different backgrounds and have different relationships to healthcare. So I, I personally would like to see us conduct similar studies in the future with other kinds of genetic testing products and, and screening products. Uh, I'd also like to see us engage with larger numbers of diverse communities. And uh, in particular, we're hoping that we might be able to continue to do some of these studies of Latino perspectives on uh, genomic screening in the next phase of the the eMERGE Network's work. But, he says, the study already offers new important insights. To me, what what really jumped out from this study and from our collaborations with, with Mountain Park more generally is the importance of being cautious and making assumptions about how Patients who receive care at a a federally qualified health center are going to engage with these advances. And I think that prior to conducting this study, I might have assumed that there would be a lot of reservations and a lot of hesitance on behalf of many of these patients. And the belief that, in fact, we may be adding to their burden by sharing new information about additional health risks that they may not be fully empowered to take action on. 
you know, we don't want to be causing more harm than good through doing this kind of testing. And I think that that assumption is, is not uncommon among people who are involved in conducting genetic research. And I think what our study challenges is the, the paternalism that's built into that kind of assumption about how patients are going to engage with these technologies. And in fact, uh, what we saw instead was uh, a lot of optimism. And not only that, uh, a lot of reiteration of the idea that patients from minority communities don't want to feel like they're being left behind and that they're not having access to these important advances. Valentina Hernandez agrees. Coming from community health, I think the most exciting thing and what we look forward to is having another tool in the toolbox. The better we can understand our patients and the challenges that they face as far as genomics go, the more equipped our providers are to treat them, to prevent disease, to help them make informed decisions about their health care. And so to me, I think continuing to bridge that gap and bring this new science to communities that are disease burdened is is very exciting. And that's one of the things that we really look forward to in the next phase of eMERGE. Genetics and Medicine is the official journal of the American College of Medical Genetics and Genomics and is published by Springer Nature. I'm Cynthia Graber.